0: everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. This is the Hidden Gems podcast where we talk about all the streaming services and stuff that you can enjoy on those streaming services uh, beyond the obvious uh, big ticket items. And uh, so I'm very excited to be here. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here.
1: Hey, Rachel. So good to hear your voice once again. And I want to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to the Hidden Gems podcast. I love doing this podcast with Rachel. Uh, i I'm like as giddy as a schoolboy when Monday comes around because that's when we record this thing. Yes. so it's like like I used to hate Mondays now I love Mondays so, so there it there it is.
0: yeah, this is a really a treat for me as well and uh, and we're excited next week we're gonna actually go back and watch some of the recommendations that we made over because we I think we'll have 20 episodes that we will have done. Uh, because we have recommended quite a few films at this point, so it's going to be fun. But that's not what we're doing this week. Today we are talking Disney Plus. This is our seventh episode about Disney Plus. Can you believe it?
1: Yeah, we've uh, stranded from the Disney Plus wilderness, and we have uh, we have been like Lewis and Clark in exploring uh, the other streaming services. But now today we are coming home.
0: Yeah, seven episodes of disney plus so no excuse to 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 not have anything to watch i don't want to hear it None. i don't hear it <laughs> but before we dive into our hidden gems recommendations which is the main part of the podcast we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the uh <laughs> the film that uh disney released to disney plus this last friday which was artemis fell we both reviewed it on our channels and uh, I think we had pretty similar reactions to the film. And uh, I thought we could talk for a second about the film, but also how we feel it—it it, its release uh, is problematic for, for Disney Plus and sort of a problem that this, the service has. Uh, but just for the record, what did you think of Artemis Fowl?
1: Uh, how long it got. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh yeah. let me just say first and foremost that I've been rev- I have been reading reviews that's saying like this is like the worst YA adaptation of all time when Twilight, The Divergent series and the crappy Last Airbender from M Night Shyamalan have also come out in my lifetime so don't even come at me with wor- with Artemis Fowl as the worst YA adaptation of all time. However, I am willing to entertain the possibility that it is one of the worst because yeah. this movie was dreadful to sit <laughs> through. I had to sit through it three times just to get through it. It's a 90 minute movie. I uh-huh. had to like break it up into chunks, which is something that I never do, but but it, it was necessary this time around because giving yeah. all the credit in the world to Kenneth Branagh, I like him as a director and as an actor. And and, uh, and I don't think this was his fault because he actually shot some stuff on location on the southern coast of Ireland, which I genuinely enjoyed. And a lot of the visuals I thought were really good. I saw one review that said that the visuals didn't look like they were even finished. And I wholly disagree with that because the movie actually looks great. The mm-hmm. story, however, is an entirely different beast. Uh, <laughs> I have never read these books, but I, I've i actually pre-ordered it from the library, so I am going to read into it, and hopefully it's better than the thing that we just yeah. got. From everyone that I have listened to and read about, uh, that is largely the case, being the book is much better than the movie, but um, just... Yeah, this movie was just a mess.
0: I agree. I I, I read the book this week because I had a, a last week I had a feeling they were gonna mess it up, and I kind of wanted to have some, uh, some uh, foundation to kind of figure out what, why they, why how they messed it up, and what what was the maybe the problems. And I, I it's an interesting book because. Uh, Artemis is not the lead character. In fact, he's the villain, at least yeah, for this first he, he's, book.
1: He's, he's the villain, and they make him out to be this yeah. like sympathetic child, and I'm like, no, that's not how it works. I've never read the books, but I've looked up to yeah. know enough that this kid is evil, you know, and you've got it almost completely yeah. backwards.
0: Yeah, and Holly is the main character, the hero of the story.
1: And she's uh, barely
0: yeah, she's barely in it, and the problem that I had with the movie because why fantasy is not my cup of tea for the most part. Like I, I I'm a tough sell. So, uh, <laughs> um, but the problem that I had with the movie is that it felt more like an introductory pilot to a television show than a movie. There was no it felt like over like a
1: pilot to a USA Network show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, what you had is one person explaining things, and then you transfer to the next person that would be explaining things, and then the next person, and the next person, and, and there was no, like, overarching plot or narrative, and it reminded me a lot of Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which is another movie I hated. It's not as bad as this, but it had the same basic problem, whereas in Miss Peregrine's, I it was, it was the same thing, that you went from one character explaining to another character explaining to another character explaining and until literally the final scene of the the movie is a character explaining and it's just so dull and uninteresting and and something that should be should be fantastic should be uh should be exciting should be uh you know some sense of wonder or whimsy or awe it it just removes it and just becomes this like exposition dump and uh you know at least Miss Peregrine's had a couple scenes that were kind of uh it had a skeleton uh skeleton scene uh um and it had a scene underwater that was kind of cool had a couple scenes like that for the most part, I felt like that movie was one person talking, and then they'd find something, and then then there would be a person explaining what this thing is, and then they'd go into another room. Oh, we're gonna have another person explain what's going on, and then they'd go somewhere else. Oh, we're gonna have more explaining, and that's how I felt. Artemis Fowl was too, is that no character actually had an arc. It was just uh, time explaining stuff. <laughs> yeah, and holly's explaining, Josh in t- Gad's t- characters explaining artemis fowl's explaining like they're just yeah, all <laughs> it's
1: in terms and in terms of the narrator we got lucky with miss peregrines because at least we got like terence stamp narrating over things yeah like in artemis fowl we got josh gad doing a christian bale batman voice <laughs> and, and i like josh gad i think he's talented but i think he is on a personal quest to touch every one of my nerves like as olaf and as you know the freaking guy who sounds like this but can dig tunnels through holes and whatever it is. And, <laughs> and it, I fully expected him to be like, swear to me, and, and all that. It just, yeah. what, the choices that were made, it just boggles it was, the mind. It was
0: instead of having a story with a narrative where our hero goes from from being in what you want in a fantasy story is you want your hero to go from being basically like an innocent who is unaware doesn't know what's going on then he gets uh, he gets sent on a quest and then the quest causes him to be in peril that's the climax of the story and then he ends up defeating the evil and he he, he becomes this new exciting person i feel so like there was a no whole arc
1: there was no progression there was regression yeah.
0: like if you look at luke skywalker starts off this kind of innocent it doesn't know he is unaware he's this innocent kid he ends up at a point in great peril and uh and he ends up defeating the enemy in the end victorious boom your story that's what you want in a hero's journey that's what you want in a fantasy story and and even if you don't if, even if you want to subvert expectations and don't want to follow the hero's journey you still need to have a narrative you can't just have uh, i've gone into this room now explain to me and now i'm going into another room i need an explanation <laughs> like that's not a good story
1: yeah, and, and 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 to provide another example, I've been wa- I just got done watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington for my for the AFI project over on my channel, hashtag yeah. Shameless plug. But <laughs> there's there's a hero's journey in there too. You know, Jefferson Smith is just basically a Boy Scout leader. Right. He he was chosen like, hey, you're young and naive. Come on and be a senator, and he's like uh okay sure you know he has like a childlike whimsy about how how the government works and then he gets then he learns real quick that things don't go as easy and Mm -hmm. and by the time the movie ends like he is a far more seasoned person but the journey is what makes that satisfying because he goes from a wide-eyed scout leader to a pretty seasoned senator with yeah. a pretty serious professional victory under his belt. Right. You know, it, and it's not like, well, let me tell you about the time I formed the boys' camp. It's like, no, it's shown, not told. Artemis Fowl, just told for ninety minutes. Yeah. And it felt like three hours, but that's yeah. regardless of. Well,
0: so real quick, I wanted just to talk about how I think this is a problem for Disney uh i i think that so basically what they they had they had their release last of disney plus last november they had you know a certain number of, of original films they had the mandalorian they had uh, things like the world according to jeff goldblum they had they had the uh, noel theana kendrick movie uh they had togo so they had all of this content uh, to start out with, and then they had all this promise of new content for 2020, uh, including uh, things like the Lizzie McGuire show, which ended up not happening. Uh, they were supposedly going to do this uh, Love Victor show, but that ended up going to Hulu uh, for for various reasons. Uh, so they've had some messiness as far as certain shows. But then now, I think the big promise was you're not only going to get Mandalorian season two in 2021 in 2020 but you're also going to get i think it was two or three uh marvel shows you're going to get falcon winter soldier show uh and i forget <laughs> but you're going to get some marvel shows you're going to get new content that they're going to be filming and because of covid the covid-19 uh it, obviously that stopped filming so we i don't think we're going to get anything from marvel until next year And so, and who knows any new, any other new programming uh, that they're they're going to be able to have. I mean, they do have Mandalorian season two, but.
1: I was going to mention Mandalorian, but. uh, Yeah,
0: but, but, and they may have some other stuff that I'm not aware of. But I feel like they've had some really good stuff, like Togo and Timmy. Failure were really good. I mean, the High School Musical, the musical, the series was a good series. But that that filming got stalled, I know, because it was filming here in Utah, and so for season two, uh, so I think they have to be pretty concerned, and I'm sure they are, uh, because they the things that they did show, even though they were pretty quality didn't really get a whole bunch of buzz and now they've released Artemis Fell and it's gotten a lot of buzz, but negatively so. And so I think that they have to be pretty concerned that they that Disney Plus is going to be looked at as Disney's garbage bin or we put, we put projects that we don't believe and don't like, don't think are going to make money for us. Oh, well, we'll just release them on Disney Plus. And I almost kind of wonder if it would be worth it I. I mean, it seems crazy the idea of releasing Mulan on Disney Plus with how expensive that movie was. It seems almost ludicrous. But if they're gonna take a huge financial bath anyway, then it makes me kind of wonder just for the we're we are releasing premier quality entertainment on Disney Plus. Stay subscribed because if things continue and uh it could be more important than ever that the streaming service is seen as valid and, uh, worthy of, of subscribing. Uh, if, if, if the theaters continue to just lose traction, I mean, it's possible this whole entire year could basically just be a wash for the studios. And so it may be worth considering they have to put some of these prestige projects on Disney plus Plus. Uh, I don't know. I. What do you think about all of that?
1: Uh, well, I. I think we're still. I think Mulan. I think Mulan will be released in theaters. But if if by some reason it doesn't, then I guess Disney Plus isn't a bad place to put it. And and it's like and it's like you said, it would be great marketing. Be like, hey, we're willing to release a high budget live action remake that we made on this streaming service if you want to watch it it's only here so it's like it's it's like it's like the perfect marketing tool license to print money and all that
0: yeah like it seems crazy because that movie was extremely expensive depending on who you believe even upwards of 300 million dollars so they won't do it but but if they're gonna take a bath on it (laughs) I don't know it's it's it they they need to find something that they can release I think that will get people to stop talking about Artemis Fowl (laughs) I guess they have that Hamilton coming up so that'll help
1: yeah that that will definitely play a part I've heard not I've heard nothing but great things about Hamilton (laughs) from literally everyone
0: yeah yeah it's really good I saw it uh yeah so that's true but i think they definitely have to be concerned uh because and and i don't i still don't understand why they don't have their entire canon on disney plus like i was i was looking up make my music because i thought about picking that because i think it's underrated it's not on there why isn't it on there i have no idea
1: May, I I was going to say maybe it's like a streaming like rights issue, but I guess it. But I guess in the case of Make My Music, it's strictly a Disney production. Yeah. So yeah, weird. that that makes no sense.
0: So I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing, and uh, I think they need to be they need to be careful because the streaming wars are going to be more and more uh, important to to a studio's success right now because well, people can't go to the theater so they have to get it on streaming so you have to make your streaming service really attractive right hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter and ryan where can people find you
1: you can find me on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at ryan cam 20 also on my youtube channel RyanCam movie reviews uh, today is a Monday, which means my episode on, on the waterfront for the AFI project just dropped, so if you would like to go check that out, please do so. Uh, that's going to be a pretty prevalent series on the channel. I've got coming up in the coming days and weeks uh, movies like, uh, like It's a Wonderful Life and Chinatown and Some Like It Hot and The Grapes of Wrath and E.T. It's just... It's just going to be a deluge of some of the best movies ever made. And then, of course, I'll be gearing up for Nolan Month in honor of Tenet. So I'll be reviewing all of Nolan's movies. And I am just now starting to watch all the movies for my Halloween series. I know it's, it's a tad early, but hey, one doesn't, it doesn't hurt to prepare yourself, don't you? Right? <laughs> That's but, right.
0: Uh, Very good. All right. Yeah, and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also you can find me at the Homeworkies Podcast. So lots of fun stuff there. And thanks again, uh, Ryan. This is always really fun. And we'll look forward to next week. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everyone.